0: 60 Dave Spadaro Eagles insider along with Glenn Macknow on this Thursday here at the NovaCare Complex. And the Eagles going through the pace of going kind of a quiet day when you put everything in perspective. A good day to step back and look at everything that's happened beyond Carson Wentz, I think. This is a, this is a pivotal moment in Philadelphia Eagles history. This is not just Carson Wentz starting. This is Doug Peterson
1: isn't it funny? Yeah. Is funny? It, it's so Nobody funny that th- there is a new coach beginning a new administration, and that gets so lost yeah. in the shuffle. There are how many new faces on the roster? 20-something, yeah. yeah. I believe. Is a what? lot. Right. As usual. Uh, new starters all over the field. Uh, but it is really does. Everybody's just wants, wants the big rookie quarterback. But I do, I do ask about. you
0: this, Glenn. What expectations do you have for Doug in this game? I mean, when he was hired, remember, his opening press conference peppered with questions about clock management. hmm So what do you want to see on Sunday? Uh, Well, you lead me
1: right into it. I want to see him run a clean clean game that's got a good game plan and good clock management. Now, that's going to become a little more challenging with a rookie quarterback with whom he hasn't really established much of a rhythm. So I understand there may be that time where they go up to the line of scrimmage and it's clear that Carson Wentz doesn't recognize something, so therefore they got to call the timeout. So you, you give them that. But I want to see from Doug Peterson a sense going in that he's got the organizational skills that we want him to have that was maybe Andy Reid's weakness at times.
0: Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Now today, Jim Schwartz, defensive coordinator, and Frank Reich, offensive coordinator, met the media. And let's get you caught up on everything that they had to say and everything happening with the Philadelphia Eagles. Abby Atwater, our 360 update. Hey Eagles fans, I'm Abby Atwater and this is your 360 update. Today in the locker room, we caught up with wide receiver Doyle Green Beckham, who compared this year's Eagles second overall draft pick Carson Wentz to last year's Tennessee Titans second overall draft pick Marcus Mariota.
2: Uh, they have really good touch on the ball and they, they both run quarterbacks. They can run the ball if needed. And I feel like uh, as a young guy, you just gotta, you gotta continue to stay focused. I know there's a lot on my plate. I mean, cause I knew last year watching Marcus, he had a lot on his plate. So like, we weren't like really too, too much in his ear. We just had to make sure that he was doing what the coach was asking, I'm doing that. And also you gotta communicate as being a receiver. Some young guys come in as being nervous, but as of right now, as of what I see, I don't really think that Carson is nervous. I, I think he's eager to get out there and make plays. And I feel like as a group, as a receiver group like we know that we got to communicate with him to help him out as seeing coverages or corner blitz and stuff like that we got as a receiver we got to be able to talk to each other and let the quarterback know what we see
0: defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz's plan is to keep the defensive line rotating not only to keep them fresh in-game but all season long we caught up with Connor Barwin and Brandon Graham in the locker room today to get their take on the rotation
3: you know we want to be fresh not only throughout the game Sunday but really we want to be fresh come you know the end of November, December, January and when you can get contribution from everybody up front and rotate guys every three four or five plays that'll make you fresh come the end of the year.
2: For us I mean man I just love it because right now I feel fresh and we just went through a hard training camp I feel good Uh, coach take care of take care of us and for us we got to make sure we take care of our bodies and that's what we've been doing and um, I think with the rotation is definitely gonna help towards the end of the season when everybody's kind of dog tired from taking 80 some snaps in the game or you know you know how it goes sometimes you might some people don't come out, and I get that but uh, we don't have that on this team uh, we got a nice rotation I think coach want to take care of us and um, I guess it'll show this week
0: to hear more from Doriel Green Beckham and Brandon Graham keep it right here at philadelphiaeagles.com for your 360 update, I'm Abby Atwater. Thanks so much, Abby. We've got so much to get to today here on Eagles 360. Jordan Matthews visits in studio. We focus in on Trey Burton, who figures to be a big part of this Eagles offense. And Glenn will offer some bold predictions for the 2016 season. And I like them, by the way. They're not yeah. bad. They're not bad. Just do me a favor. At the end of the year, don't remind me. <laughs> well, I hope they come true. Something with anyway. Yeah. But when we return to Eagles 360, Chris McPherson talks with Andrew Gribble, clevelandbrowns.com, the very latest on the transition happening in Cleveland.
4: I-sept to Philly. I-sept to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. Paoli. Sharon
3: Hill.
1: Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail.
3: I sub to Philly. The Broad Street Line on game days. A La Bodega. To the movies. To my Parkway. Spring Garden.
4: Late Night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly!
1: One discovery sparks another. Lighting the way for amazing achievements. At Jefferson's Vicki and Jack Farber Institute for Neuroscience. With our brightest minds focused on yours, we are pioneering new hope to prevent, treat, and cure brain and spine disorders. From the nation's first brain tumor removal to the region's first neuroscience hospital, look to us for breakthroughs that are light years
2: ahead. You say crazy, I say crafted. You say savage, I say practiced. Crazy. Crafted, savage, practiced, let's run that whole thing back. You say unbelievable, I say achievable. You say incredible, I say inevitable. Unbelievable, achievable, incredible, inevitable. Let's run that whole thing back. Carbs to compete, electrolytes to replenish.
0: We are back. It's Eagles 360. Dave Spadero, Glenn Mac now. We're going to hear from the Cleveland Browns in just a moment. But, Glenn, the question I have for you is, what do you think of the Cleveland Browns?
1: I think they're the Cleveland Browns, which means they're probably not that good. However, they have a new coach in Hugh Jackson I think people really like. They got Robert Griffin III and... Uh, the reports I heard is that he's very up and down in practice. They like him enough now that he's been named a captain. Leadership was a problem with him in the past. They don't have a lot of talent. They don't have a lot of wide receiver talent. They're in a lot of ways like the Eagles, a team in transition. So we'll see.
0: They don't have, for this game, Josh Gordon. Right. And how about this statistic? The Browns 1-15 in 15 in their last 16 opening days. It really is remarkable. All right, Chris McPherson with Andrew Gribble. ClevelandBrowns.com. Let's go to that and talk about the Cleveland Browns. Week
3: one is almost upon us, and it's time to go Behind Enemy Lines, presented by Gatorade here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I'm Chris McPherson, and I'm going to welcome in the man who covers the Browns for ClevelandBrowns.com, and that's Andrew Gribble. Andrew, you've seen Robert Griffin III develop throughout the spring and summer. What have you seen from him, not just on the field, but off the field, That makes you think that he's ready to lead the Browns in two thousand sixteen.
4: Well, I think the key thing with with Robert is that he's really just gotten better uh, from the moment that he's gotten here and and each practice after that, he's kept stacking good days on top of each other. I think if you look back at OTAs in in May, you know, I think he was struggling with a few things, whereas Josh McCown was looking smooth, steady, like a veteran and and playing the position well. But then you get in August and Robert Griffin's getting more and more comfortable with the offense, more comfortable with what Hugh Jackson is asking of him, and I think that showed in the preseason. I think there were some ups and downs, but uh, really he had a very effective preseason. That mi- he mixed a lot of deep balls uh, with with some good, some smart scrambling and sliding to keep to keep himself uh, protected. And he, he's gotten himself acclimated pretty well with this wider receiving core that, uh, for the most part, is very young and inexperienced. And I think he's he's worked well with them. And I think uh, off the field, I think he's won over the locker room. And I think that that was evidenced today when he was voted one of five uh season-long captains for this team and i think he's he's in the same line with joe thomas uh joe hayden uh and demario davis kind of respected veterans but he came in and won over a locker room that he was brand new to and i I think he's really enjoyed uh this change of scenery uh and we'll we'll see how it plays out He, he could have some adversity during the season but it's been pretty smooth for him so far
3: Andrew, when I watched the Browns in the preseason, Robert Griffin III had Josh Gordon to throw the football to. He will not have that this Sunday at the link. So who are some of the weapons who will try to help Griffin and the Browns offense move down the field?
4: Well, you know, oddly enough, it starts with Terrell Pryor. And it's crazy to even say that but because it, he's pretty new to the position. But he is our, easily the most improved player on this team from, from last year at this time. He's just really attacked the position in the offseason learned a lot of the intricacies of it, and he's clearly blessed uh, with some size, speed, and athleticism that that few uh, have ever had. And I think that that uh, has played into his hands, and he he really has made plays all throughout the preseason. I think he kind of fell off the radar a little bit when Josh Gordon got back on the field, but uh, these first four games, he's going to have the opportunity as as a starting wide receiver on this team. And uh, on the other side of the field is is Corey Coleman, the, the rookie out of Baylor, who His first 10 days of training camp were outstanding. He was catching deep balls and everything that was thrown his way uh, during that portion of training camp. An injury set him back a little bit. He missed the first couple of preseason games, and he worked back in slowly these last three, the third and fourth games. So it's a matter of getting him more comfortable and getting his confidence maybe back up to where it was at the start of training camp. So those are the two guys there. The rest of the group, outside of veteran Andrew Hawkins, his rookies and I think that those rookies are going to have to step up and and make plays. That includes Rashard Higgins and and Ricardo Lewis who will probably be the fourth and fifth wide receivers on this team. So uh, a lot of young guys and then you always have your your valuable Pro Bowl tight end and Gary Barnes that can really make things easy for you uh, when, when the defense is crashing on you.
3: So Andrew, I don't know if you've heard, but there's a rookie in Philadelphia who will be starting at quarterback in Carson Wentz, the number two overall pick what is Ray Horton, the veteran defensive coordinator, going to do to try to get Wentz off track?
4: Well, you know, I think he's just got he's got a young defense that he's working with right now. He's just got to get them comfortable and confident in the roles that they have. And, and whether that means they're going to come out of the base 3-4, which is what they showed a lot of early in the preseason, or if they go with more more nickel, we'll, we'll see. I think he's, he, he, like, he believes in, in blitzing. We've seen a lot of blitzing throughout the preseason. But... But really, I just think he wants these, these guys to play with confidence. I mean, you look at the depth chart right now for the Browns, uh, you've got rookies at both of the outside linebacker spots, and Emmanuel Osba, uh and Joe Schobert. I think a guy like Carl Nassib, another rookie, has played well in the preseason, and you want him playing well uh, when the season gets started. So you've got a young secondary. You want them to start playing with confidence as well. So the Browns have really maintained this focus that it's all about what they do. It's not what the Eagles are doing because I think that – The defense has had some issues throughout the preseason, and they're trying to to work those kinks out as well. You look back at last season, the Browns struggled on defense throughout the season, uh, but they had a great performance against a rookie quarterback in Marcus Mariota week two. Uh, I think that it's all about bringing pressure and throwing a guy off his game and really making him feel uncomfortable and, and kind of bringing pressure that they have never seen before in their entire football career.
3: Great breaking down these regular season matchups. Andrew Gribble from clevelandbrowns.com. Thank you very much for taking this Behind Enemy Lines presented by Gatorade here on
0: PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks so much, Andrew. We look forward to Sunday, of course. We've got a lot to get to here on Eagles 360. Jordan Matthews in studio in a bit. A focus on Trey Burton as well. But when we return, it's, well, something that I love. Glenn Macknow, bold predictions. He's often wrong, but sometimes it's part of you, he, he <laughs> finds that acorn and he gets one right. That's coming up on Eagles 360.
5: The guy was a legend on the field. He poured everything he had into this game. You gotta wonder what he's doing on game day now.
6: Guys, cupcakes are ready. Ooh,
5: cupcakes?
3: Better game day's call for
1: better pizza.
6: Now get two medium, two topping pizzas for just $6.99 each. Try our new cinnamon pull-aparts for just 6 bucks.
1: Better ingredients. Better pizza. Papa John's.
3: Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right. with Simply Right Checking from
0: Santander Bank. Are you feeling all right, baby? Dave Spadaro, Glenn Now it's Eagles 360. We come your way every day during the week, Monday through Friday, here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the official Eagles app. And now, without further ado, Glenn Mack now has three bold predictions for the Eagles in 2016. These are, the, these are the
1: season ones. Now, I did this last year, 16 weeks, 5. That's 80. I was, what do you figure about 70 for 80?
0: Yeah. Wrong.
1: <laughs> they're mm. That's why mm. they're bold, Dave. Right. Here you go. Number one, and I feel really confident about this one. Darryl Green Beckham is going to prove to be a steal for the Eagles, who got him... For a backup offensive lineman, they probably weren't going to keep it anyway. Now, this relies on Doug Peterson finding creative ways to use Dariel Greenbeckham, and it relies on Greenbeckham keeping his head in the playbook, something he has not always been great about. But if that works out, and I love, I told you that, three tight end set, and they figure out a way to use them there in and in the red zone, I think the kid's going to get... Eight touchdown passes, 40, 50 catches, and will be a big addition to the wide receiving
0: court. Okay, I happen to agree with you on this one, Glenn. I think Doriel Green-Beckham, not that it really matters if he starts or not, but I think he's going to start and could start on Sunday and will be a big part of things. And They're going to feed him the offense in very small chunks and throw footballs up for grabs and slant routes and go routes. and Oh, by the way, Cleveland's tallest cornerback is six feet tall. Yeah. So there will be opportunities to go up and get it in the red zone. And I think number he's going
1: to do that this year, this weekend all year. All right, number two. This one may be more, than a hope, more of a hope than anything else, but I think it will be a key part of the Eagles' success this year. Ryan Matthews is going to stay healthy. He's only been healthy two of his six years in the NFL. And when he was, he rushed for 1,100 yards one year and 1,255 yards the other. He's got the 11th best rushing average per carry average of any running back actively in the yeah. league. He's great when he plays. Obviously, he doesn't play enough. If he can do it, I think he'll rush for over 1,000, and this team will be that much the better
0: for Okay. Him. I mean, that's fingers crossed Yeah, on that it's, one. it's uh, a bold prediction look. because he's only done it two out of six and years. And the point that you make is a good one, though, Glenn, because Ryan Matthews, very talented, 220, 225 pounds, has that explosiveness. Can run away from defenses. we saw that last year in Carolina. Powerful, make you miss a little bit. It's all there for Ryan Matthews. It's just that he hasn't been all there on the field. So we are all hoping that the Eagles can put him in bubble wrap and make him go.
1: It'll be a big one. All right, here you go. Number three, this entire division, the NFC East, from top to bottom, is going to finish within three games of each other. No team is going to win double-digit games in this division. Top team's going to win maybe nine. Mm. The bottom team's going to win maybe six. And what that means, obviously, is the division's wide open. Dallas' defense is terrible. And while everybody's putting Dak Prescott and Canton, it's got a lot to prove right here. The Giants' defense is better, but it was 32nd in the league last year. I'm not sure how much better it is, and their offensive line looks like a mess. Washington is probably the best team in the division right now. They don't have much of a running game. And other than Ryan Kerrigan, I don't think they have that much of a pass rush. Nobody's going to run away with this division. Nine wins at the top, six wins at the bottom.
0: All right. I agree that it's open. I think somebody will get to ten wins. Maybe 11 wins. Who do you think? Well, I think the Redskins are the best team in the division as a whole. Right now. They are the defending champions. They are. would love to say the Eagles, but we just don't know with Carson Wentz as Mm -hmm. the starting quarterback. So... Going in, Washington is the team to beat in the NFCs. You know what it means? Meaningful football in December. Meaningful football starting tonight in the NFL. Glenn yeah. Macknow, three of his five bold predictions. You can hear the other two on game day when we have our kickoff show here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. And let's keep score out there. Come on. Let's keep score. Glenn <laughs> Macknow, he knows everything. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. We've got some uh, interviews to get to here. Next up on Eagles 360. Jordan Matthews, Eagles wide receiver, sits down with me, talks about the Eagles offense. Matthews hasn't played the entire preseason, but he's ready to go on Sunday. What does that mean for the Eagles offense? We'll talk about it when we return. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Santander, introducing Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank, a new checking account that's convenient and gives you more control. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Visit one of our branches or santanderbankcom simple to learn more and sign up today.
6: Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. I got tickets,
4: metro tickets. You need a metro ticket, talk to me,
2: please.
4: How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you know, just to touch it.
5: How
4: do I know they're legit? Is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It
5: looks good, right? Is the metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I oh, gotta make that profit. More sense. Does
4: the baby need a metro ticket? I'll give her one on me.
5: These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to
2: buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. Growing up, we had a basketball hoop in our driveway and that's all I used to play with. This past August, I happened to notice a bump on my foot. So my parents and I decided that we would go to Rothman at Jefferson. We found out from a biopsy that I had an osteosarcoma, cancer, scary, but the Rothman doctors felt so confident in what they were going to do and it couldn't have turned out any better. The Rothman Institute at Jefferson was able to get me back on the court and back to where I wanted to be.
0: Welcome now to our studio wide receiver Jordan Matthews who missed the entire preseason we were worried about him we're no longer worried about him I mean look at the man he's in great shape and he's ready to go on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns right
2: Yeah, I'm excited man ready to go
0: Uh, what was it like for you Jordan to to miss time (laughs) because I know you're such a competitive guy and and perhaps not as patient as as some would I mean you want to be out there and play
2: you know, it was definitely different. It was uh, it was something that obviously I wasn't expecting. I've never missed that much time. Uh, I've actually never missed a game my entire career when it comes to Little League, any sport, basketball, football, baseball, uh, college either, or obviously when I was in the pros too. So that was my first couple of games, those preseason games. So it definitely was a test of patience. But, you know, what was crazy was going into this year, I had did a lot more um, training as far as like my mind and not just my body. So I got into reading more books and just stuff like that and just really like honing in on the mental side of the game. So if there was ever a time for this to happen, you know, it was it was now because I was able to handle it mentally. It wasn't like something that I dwelled on. I looked at the facts. I was going to be out a couple of weeks, but I still saw the positives in it. Got a lot of mental reps, and I knew I was going to be able to come back for the first week, so I was still excited.
0: And now we are here just a couple of days away from the opener. So yep. compare how you felt. Three years ago to now, in the days leading up to the first game,
2: you know it definitely feels a lot different. Uh, you know my first uh, game going into the, the NFL. I mean, you had so many guys. You had LaShawn McCoy who was coming off a great year. You had Jerry Macklin who, you know, we all knew what he could do, and he was still coming off injury. You had Riley who was coming off a great year. Zach Ertz coming off a great rookie year. Brent Seleck who was like Mr. Eagle, and then you know all these moving parts. You know, did I mentioned Darren Sproles yet, and then you no. got Sproles. So there's so much talent around and then you're just like this small piece of the puzzle, you know, coming in. So, you know, it was it was definitely uh something different. I just had to kind of just focus on my job and that was it. And now, obviously, going into this year, it's a little bit different. Obviously, I still just focus on my job, but the job expands. Yeah. That's the way I kind of look at it. So not only do I just go in and say, okay, what do I have to do to get that done, sometimes I have to make sure, okay, you know, how's, how's my receiver group doing, making sure that I'm motivating those guys, you know, if they need help with plays or anything, you know, bringing DGB along because, you know, he's had a short time to learn everything. So just taking that bigger role, you know, as a leader, but still obviously making sure I'm doing what I need to do on the field.
0: You said bringing my wide receiver group along, my receiver group yeah. Do you feel
2: like it's your group, like it's your room? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like, you know, as far as, like, the guys in there, you know, uh, I'm looked at as a leader. You know, I'm me and Huff are the two oldest guys there, you know. So, I mean, that right there, obviously, you have to make sure you step up. Um, it's not a situation, though, that's really, like, scary for me. I've, I've always taken that, you know, position, whether I was in high school or college. But, you know, I might say that, but at the same time, I don't, I don't go in there, I'm not like some obnoxious like raw, 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 guy, you know, I just make sure I take that responsibility on my shoulders to go out and practice and be the example, to be the example in the community, to make sure that I'm always doing the right things, whether it's taking notes, even if I've heard it a million times, so when other guys see it, they're like, okay, you know, that's the standard, that's not hard work, that's what you have to do in order to stay in this league, so, you know, I just kind of take that responsibility on myself to do that, and I think it's uh, it's something that I embrace.
0: Have you seen somebody like DGB, who you mentioned,
2: see what you're doing and follow your lead? Have you seen examples of that? Um, you know, I've definitely seen those guys, you know, in practice, making sure they're catching the ball and finishing. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I think that, oh, he saw me do it and now he's doing it. But it's definitely something I've noticed. So, you know, it'd be cool to take care for that. But at the same time, you know, he still has to go out there and do it. So that's still testament to his, you know, hard work and his ability to go out there and practice hard. But, um, you know, you'll, you'll see some of the young guys, you know, when they come into meetings where they're tired or whatever, they'll just kind of look over, and I'm, like, pulling out my notebook, you know, every single time they're like, okay, you know. Well, if he don't got it, right. then I definitely don't got it, you know. And I, I might know it front to back, but it's still just make – you always got to make sure you do those things. It's, this opportunity that you have to play in the league is too precious, so every single day you get to pull out that notebook, I feel like you need to. Jordan, many twists
0: and many turns for this Eagles offense in the preseason. Uh, How do you feel about this group a couple days before the opener?
2: Yeah, I'm excited about the group. Uh, You know, uh, if if you just start, you know, with the O line, you know, um, obviously we're going to, it looks like we're going to be able to have lane for the first game. So that's obviously a big boost. You know, what he can do on the field for us is huge. Um, We got experience at the uh, center position and Kelsey, Al plays hard at guard, and then bringing in Brandon. I think it's been huge for us at that left guard spot. And then, you know, I can't say enough about, you know, Jason Peters, he's been one of my guys who I've looked up to ever since I got here. Um, We look at the backfield and, you know, the receivers and all those things, I feel like we got a lot of moving parts. I'm not gonna talk about the guys everybody knows, but I know one guy who I'm really excited about is Trey. I think Trey's done a lot for us in the preseason, but those are just games everybody sees. I see what he does off the field and in practice day in and day out. So I'm really excited about how he's gonna be able to help us you know, also Kenyon, too. I think he's going to be able to give us depth at that running back position and be able to t- take the load off of Sproles and Ryan, you know, as the season goes on. So I'm really looking forward to what we got.
0: And uh, we've got a little change of quarterback here. Mm-hmm. Didn't mention Carson. Yeah. What do you see from him out there?
2: Yeah, uh, I, I, I didn't mention Carson on purpose. I want to keep that a secret. <laughs> I don't want nobody to know.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, I'm you, excited, though. Yeah, are you, I mean, everybody's so... You see him every day. In, how's he
2: handled himself this week? Oh, man, you know, I think it took me, honestly, like, I, I would say like the first two or three days I was around Carson, you know, I knew, I knew he had it, you know, and a lot of guys don't have that it, you know, the game can be too big for them, um, pressure can get to them, they may be too cocky, they might be, seem like they're an up and down guy, but he's steady, he, he has a great balance, he's a leader, but he's not over the top obnoxious, he works hard, but it's not where it's like annoying, he knows when to speak, when not to speak. Um, and then when he goes out there and plays, he, he's the type of quarterback that you're like, okay, you know, he's, he wants to throw first. He can run, but even when he's scrambling out the pocket, he's still looking to pass. And so, you're like, dang, like, how did this guy come out of North Dakota? Like, how did nobody know about this dude when he was coming out of high school and mm-hmm. stuff? And so, I, I remember, uh, I can't remember who was set. I think it was John Gruden said, he feels like the best quarterbacks are the ones with a chip on their shoulder. If you look at all the best quarterbacks in the league, you look at the Aaron Rodgers, you look at the Tom Brady's, they came in the league with a chip on their shoulder. And when you think about a guy who had no offers really coming out of high school and then went to North Dakota, like, I can relate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I like that. So when you got that chip and you're – focused on making sure you go out there and be the best you can be, you're competing against yourself, then I think that's when I'm confident in that guy because he's not worried about everything that's going on. He's not worried about the media, the fans, what people are saying. He's just trying to go out there and get his job done, so I'm really excited about what he can do.
0: Jordan Cleveland comes to town on Sunday. What is it about their defense? What have you seen? What can we expect to watch from them? Are they going to try I mean they're going to try to get inside Carson's head and do all these crazy things that he's never seen. What do you expect from them?
2: Um, you know, you, you definitely expect, obviously, because we are starting a rookie, they're going to try and come after him, we're going to try and rattle him, uh, show a bunch of different uh, coverages and stuff. You know, sometimes when defenses come in and they're going against an experience, you know, quarterback, they'll say, keep it simple. that no way guys can play fast. Well, when they're going against usually a young one, they'll try and mix up a lot of stuff because they feel like his, his head is going to be spinning. So I, I'm, I'm confident he'll be able to handle that. Um, but from the defense, I mean, mainly, obviously, you know, we watch the secondary, you know, You know, Joe Hayden is one guy who's highly touted, one of the top five corners, probably in the NFL. So he gets a lot of attention. He's one of those guys who will follow, you know, whoever usually our team's best receiver is. So, you know, we've all just been making sure we keep an eye on him. But then also some of their uh, uh, safeties, those guys are pretty physical too. So it's it's a good group out there. We got to make sure we're ready. I think the guys are definitely uh, excited about the matchup.
0: Opening day, just a couple of days away. Exciting, isn't it? Really fun. fun. Jordan Matthews, thanks so much, man. Yes, sir. Good luck on Sunday, Jordan Matthews. Eagles wide receiver with us here on philadelphiaeagles.com. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by McDonald's. Mix and match any two for just $2.50 on McDonald's McPick 2 menu. Choose from a McDouble, McChicken sandwich, six piece chicken McNuggets, or small fries. I'm loving it.
3: Golden outside or fluffy inside? Deep pockets or delicious ridges? Tasty egg or savory bacon? Experience Dunkin's new Belgian waffle breakfast sandwich. It's not this or that, it's all of it. America
4: runs on Dunkin'.
3: With Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, payment, withdrawal, or transfer each month to waive the monthly fee, and there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank.
6: Love me tender, love me sweet.
5: The stronger the love, let me
3: go. the greater the responsibility. But you don't have to do it alone. Lincoln Financial helps you
1: provide for and protect your financial future because this is what you do for people you love. Talk to an advisor. Lincoln Financial, you're in charge. Introducing Duncan's new cold brew coffee, steeped
3: slowly in cold water for small batches with an ultra-smooth, full-bodied flavor. Discover the craft of cold brew today and keep on. America runs on Duncan.
0: Our final segment here on Eagles 360, Dave and Glenn. And we're now going to talk about a player that we think will have a big role in Eagles offense, Trey Burton.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The three tight ends set. the kid, he can catch the ball. He's going to be part of it.
0: Line up at wide receiver, move mm-hmm. around the formation. Well, enough from us. A progress report coming your way for Mike Reese, Mike Quick. And the subject is tight end Trey Burton. All right, Mike.
6: Progress report brings us to third year tight end Trey Burton, certainly one of the stars of the preseason. Looks like Doug Peterson, Frank Reich are going to find different ways to use Trey Burton in this offense. Yeah, kind of a tight end, but he's, he's such a hybrid. You can do so many
5: things with him. Trey's is going to create a lot of mismatch. So they line him up wide by himself, Ike, and he's going to face a linebacker in situations like this. A linebacker against Trey Burton, that's a win for the Eagles most times. It's a quick slant route and the timing of it. I like the way Sam Bradford gets the ball out quickly. The linebacker has no effect on it, and it's just an easy
6: throw and catch on the slant route. Yeah, you give him that much cushion, he's way too good of an athlete to not take advantage of that. The thing I like about Trey Burton is that he's become a better blocker as well in this yep. offense, which will also allow them to use him and run and pass situations watching down here in the red zone you got your three tight end set I think this will be a favorite personnel package of Frank Reich and Doug Peterson this year nice job a teaming the double team in the block there yep. gets up to the second level nice little crease for Ryan Matthews to get in yeah that's
5: just good solid work he's helping Zach Ertz to get that guy squared up on Zach Ertz and then down to the second level
6: that's real good team block. Yeah, no doubt about it. And again, when you put Ertz in with Selleck and Trey Burton as a defense, you're thinking this is a heavy run personnel package, right. we need to get our big guys in, and this is where the advantage comes for the Eagles, is they can spread these guys out. You got Ertz out here, detached, you got Selleck and Burton over here, and what you notice is that the Indianapolis Colts are confused as to where to go with picking up in their man-to-man coverage. Hike, they're all pointing, they're all
5: jockeying around, they're not sure what to do here, and it catches them off guard on the snap. Selle gets up the field, and it's almost a perfect screen for Trey Burton to then go out into the flat. You got Trey going out into the flat, Selle coming up, and it's a perfect screen. It's so difficult, because he's such a hybrid to figure out what to do with him personnel-wise that he's going
6: to create a lot of mismatches. Yeah, no doubt about it. Trey Burton's versatility in the run game and the passing game should be a big-time advantage in this Eagles offense.
0: Thanks so much, Mike and Ike. And Glenn, uh, we touched on it before the segment, but it really does illustrate how versatile Trey is. He played so many positions at the University of Florida and suddenly is a vital part of this group. Offensively, you look for him to be really kind of that, that, that X factor.
1: Well, the Eagles offense don't have skill positions, doesn't have skill position players who really can dominate a game. So they're going to have to get contributions from a lot of guys. He is in that mix, and he will.
0: Yeah, and the Eagles are going to, as you say, scheme it up, find good matchups. Trey Burton could find a couple of footballs thrown his way in 2016. All right, what's ahead for you on PhiladelphiaEagles.com? And the official Eagles app, well, we've got it for you here. Our Amorosos on-the-menu look at what's coming up. Doug Peterson meets the media on Friday. His last press briefing before the Eagles begin the season against the Cleveland Browns. Alex Smith has stats only, breaking it down by the numbers for this season opener. And Chris McPherson and Joe DeCamara end their key matchups for Sunday's game. Amorosos, the reason Philly sandwiches are so famous. Your final thoughts here, Glenn, as we get ready for Philadelphia, Cleveland, 9-11, pageantry, a couple of eras beginning here.
1: Uh, I really like the chances this week, and I know that uh, you know since the move, people are not looking at the Eagles to get off to a good start. I think Cleveland is a real good opponent to start with right now, and the Eagles are going to go up to 1-0 uh, beginning this year in the Big, new era. Big, small,
0: close? 20-13. Uh,
1: to 13. Okay. I'll yeah. live with that.
0: Another bold prediction. Thank you very much, Glenn. That's Glenn Mack. Now I'm Dave Spadaro. We thank you for joining us in Eagles 360. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.